0: When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, season 3, episode 17, chapter titled...
1: The Pink Flamingo Kid.
0: The Pink Flamingo Kid. Like an old western.
1: Is that what it is?
0: I don't know. It I seems was saying like it, more
1: like Stoop Kid. Won't leave the stoop.
0: It definitely wasn't. What's Stoop Kid from? Is that Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold yeah, yeah, I know it wasn't. Super from wasn't from a, hey a Hey Arnold reference because Hey Arnold wasn't out yet.
1: Oh, well. That's what I thought of when I saw Flamingo Kid. Um. Anyway,
0: how are you doing, Tanya?
1: I'm how, good. How's class? Go?
0: <laughs> it's crazy out there, everybody. <laughs>
1: Class um, is canceled. Class is canceled. Class is canceled for at least a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah. School's closed here for a month. Um, we hope everybody's staying safe out there. It's crazy. Um, I don't we know. We hope you like, have
1: plenty of toilet paper, but if not, Alden has a solution for you.
0: Bidet that thing.
1: He bidet.
0: I've been thinking about it for a while. Like, um, we, we do listen to another family of podcasts and we, won't, we don't need to shout them out because they don't need our publicity. But the McElroy brothers always talk about a bidet. Like, I think one of them got one for another as a joke one year, but it turned it, it out...
1: turned into, like, the best thing ever. Yeah,
0: and I think... I'd been thinking about it before that, but then hearing them talk about it was like, Man, like I really should try it. So I'd been thinking about it and then we couldn't find toilet paper anywhere because everyone's out of their minds.
1: And like we weren't panic buying toilet paper. We were just doing our like daily drop into the grocery store to grab things that we were Almost completely out of like, oh, we have like one little stitch of toilet paper left. Got to go to the store on the way home from work. All went to the store on the way home from work and there was no toilet paper.
0: Yeah. And w- so Tanya went to another store and then I went to another store. And, and it was like,
1: what is going on that there is no toilet paper?
0: And I hope everyone who's listening to this six months in the future is like, what the hell are they talking about? Like... I hope toilet paper is available again. <laughs>
1: yeah. I really hope toilet paper is available again.
0: I, I, it's, it's a scary world out there right now as far as like all the illnesses and whatever. Um, I don't want to like bring no. down the podcast. Sorry. But, um, it's a great time for podcasting.
1: Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. We, we don't have to stop filming.
0: Nope. We don't have to stop talking.
1: You never have to stop talking. Sometimes I do. Why?
0: Because I say things and you're like, that's stupid. Stop talking.
1: I don't say that stupid. Mm-hmm. Stop talking. I do tell you to shut up a lot. But.
0: Same thing.
1: I never say that that's stupid.
0: Um, so anyway, that's what we've been up to. Uh, let's like, tell me a good thing that's happened this week.
1: Um. This morning. I woke up and planted my second round of seed starters. I plant I planted some ground cherries, which you got to try some of those today. Yeah, they grow so
0: fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they grow in three hours. hmm No, we were I went to the grocery store to see if there was meat because there hasn't been any. There's still, um, still not. There's uh, still not. and I mean, all of the produce is super on sale because it's perishable. So I got a whole bunch of berries and stuff for the kids to eat over the course of probably two days because, because they love them. Um, And then they had like ground cherries, which I just planted today. So I was like, oh, my family can try these. What they are is tomatoes. They are little tiny tomatoes that taste really sweet. Um, So yeah, I planted some of those today.
0: You did. That's great. That's... That's
1: It was really fun. That's good. I repotted some plants that needed to be repotted. That's what I've done. I've read some books. I have a new crochet order. I've got a lot on my plate, and I still have to go to work.
0: I started playing two new games that I want people to know about. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is amazing. It's phenomenal. And
1: life is strange before the storm.
0: No, get out of here with that garbage. Um, But um, I mean, if you like the game more power to you. But I didn't. I anyway, was joking. Uh, it's a long story. I hated that game so much. Um, and a game called Murder by Numbers on the Nintendo Switch. You
1: started playing it?
0: Yeah, a little bit. And it's like a little like puzzle game mixed with a murder mystery kind of thing mixed with I don't know, it's it's, it looks really interesting. I've only played about 30 minutes on it when I was waiting to use the bidet. <laughs> <laughs> While I was prepping myself for bidet usage. And I like I like it so far. It's really unique. So The game and the bidet. And the bidet. I like the bidet a lot. It's weird. It tickles a
1: little bit. <laughs> now everyone knows way too much about your butthole. <laughs> no. Don't. Everyone else is on bidet strike until there's no toilet paper left. Go get a
0: bidet. Try it out. I got it for like 30 bucks on Amazon, and it was super easy to install for the most part, other than the fact that our bathroom is super cramped. Um, Anyway, we also watched Boy Meets World, because what better to do right now than sit in a room and watch a TV show and gather together, well, virtually gather together and talk about it.
1: Yeah, we are in a a gathering right now Mm -hmm. with all of our listeners. A
0: virtual gathering.
1: Yep. I like that. Yeah, we're safe. I yeah. wish it was a, a different episode this week.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. It wasn't. It was fine. It was... All right, let's talk about it. Okay. We watched Boy Meets World, season three, episode 17, chapter titled The Flamingo Kid.
1: The Pink Flamingo the Kid. The Pink
0: Flamingo Kid. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Mark Blutton, Bluttman and Howard Busgang.
1: That, that is perfect for Bidet Week.
0: Busgang is back. Buttgang is Butt back. Buttgang's
1: back with a bidet.
0: Butt gang's back for Bidet Week. Yep. That would be a good episode title, too. <laughs> I don't know. Why do I title it the episode title?
1: Because you got tired of trying to come up with imaginative episode titles.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I wanted it to be more like TV show centric. Like,
1: mm-hmm. and, I don't know. You know what? You can do whatever you want. It's your podcast.
0: And yours. But
1: and you and didn't I do say, any of that stuff. do what you want. I do what I want. What do you do? I blurb however I want, whenever I want.
0: Do you do whatever you want because you did not want to take notes (laughs) And, and you did take notes. So let's let's be honest with the class right now.
1: I don't know, but like stress has me feeling pretty exhausted and unmotivated.
0: Yeah, it's not peaches and roses, but
1: you can't even find peaches and roses right now.
0: But we're here. Anyway, so blur me up.
1: All right, that was great. I'm trying to bring some energy. I like it. So the blur for season three, episode seventeen, the Pink Flamingo Kid is Corey and Sean befriend an introverted kid who stands like a flamingo at the entrance to Sean's old trailer park.
0: You started writing them again.
1: I said I do what I want when I want it's, when it comes to the blurb.
0: That's true. So, a quick peek behind the curtain, I guess, <laughs> is the last few weeks so Disney Plus has outrageous blurbs.
1: But as when we figured that out, yeah. They stopped having outrageous blurbs. They have not had outrageous blurbs for the past few weeks. Yeah,
0: I want to I wish I had known that you wrote your own because I would have prepared some of the old ones that are just like off the wall. Like it It mentions, the blurb is only talking about like the C-plot of the episode Mm -hmm. on some of them. Um, Yeah, so the last few have been Disney Pluses because we thought that they were going to keep being crazy and they weren't. They all of a sudden got like normal and boring. Anyway, classroom or not, Tanya?
1: Not. We're at Mr. Turner's apartment door and we're knocking. We're knocking on the door.
0: From first person perspective.
1: Through a camera.
0: Yes, first person.
1: And Mr. Turner opens the door to our faces, and then he's like, put the camera away, and we're like, no, I'm not putting the camera away, and then he's like, "Are we, okay, fine, and he shuts the door in our faces, Well, all of ours.
0: Yeah, because, so Corey says, so you don't mind that I'm filming right now? And Mr. Turner says, no, I don't mind at all, and then slams the door, and...
1: uh, And so we knock again.
0: And Corey, yeah, and... He opens the door, and Corey's like, come on, what are you hiding? And he goes, I'm hiding my disdain for you. (laughs) Um,
1: So then Corey comes in. He's like, Sean. And Sean's like, hey, I'm on the phone. And Sean's on the phone with his dad. It's his dad's birthday, and he's, like, talking to him about uh, being with President Clinton, which is, like, so weird because I completely forgot Bill Clinton was president then.
0: (laughs) And uh, Corey turns to Mr. Turner, and he's like, is – his dad really with the president? And Mr. Turner goes, um, uh, you can believe what you want or whatever, but he says he's calling from Air Force One, so I have my doubts.
1: Right. Um. So, he, so Sean gets off the phone after being sort of like hung up on by his dad on his birthday. Yeah, he, he, and Sean was so happy to talk to his dad.
0: He was, and he's trying to tell his dad happy birthday as his dad is telling him about all this stuff. And then it gets to the point where Sean's like, "Okay, yeah, no, I I know you got to go." And he like leans over to Corey and he's like, "Boris Yeltsin's on call waiting." And he says that, like, he starts to go, "Okay, well, Dad, I hope you really." And then he's like, "Dad, hello."
1: It's sad. It is really sad, and he's like, "I didn't even get to sing him Happy Birthday," which is like, like Sean is stunted. Like, he is, like, back, like, when it comes to his parents, he's back at, like, a very young age. And he's still trying to do those things that other kids did when they were, like, five and six years old that were special to their parents. Like, Sean hasn't even had the opportunity to do those things.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Corey's like, man, fam- family is really important to you, huh? <laughs> like, he just realized. and Sean... But what's
1: so weird about that is Sean hasn't been with his family in months. Yeah. Like, He's been with Mr. Turner.
0: Yeah, but his dad's birthday could have sparked it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and Sean's like, yeah, well, you know, like my dad always says, where well, there's family, there's a place to hide. Setting up the episode. Yep. Uh, and, and Mr. Turner, and he says, I really wish my dad could see how much we all miss him. And Mr. Turner says, oh, that's perfect. Corey has something he wants to film. He could go down with you and film your family talking about how much saying happy birthday to your dad.
1: Um, So they think that's a great idea. And Mm -hmm. they decide that that is what they're going to do.
0: Sean says it'll be like court TV without the court.
1: (sighs) These stereotypes. Um, So now we go to the hallway of the school. Mm -hmm. We're in the hallway and Corey has everything set to go. He's got lights, camera and action does he say actually no I don't he says think like so. lights camera and f- filming or something like it was weird uh, but he says you know he's ready to go and he can't wait and Sean's like yeah this is gonna be great and he like warns him a little bit about his family being eccentric and then um, Mr. Williams comes over and is like oh you're filming stuff
0: also he goes, uh, Matthews and Corey goes, Williams and Eli looks at him kind of sternly and he goes, Comma, Mister. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Williams's blips in this episode are delightful. Yeah. Like I was grasping to them throughout the whole episode because they were necessary.
0: <laughs> yeah, so but Eli says, um, there's this contest coming up.
1: Yeah, like so for a news video competition, um, and he's encouraging Corey to enter it and Corey's like, Eh no, I've already said that I was gonna do this for Sean. Mm-hmm. Even Be- though he's like visibly excited about the idea.
0: Yeah, he wants to do it. Sean's like, What about my family? And Mr. Williams says, I mean, you only have two days to do this and Corey's like, Well, I guess I can't then and he's like, Well, suit yourself, but you know, if if you could if you could Uh, Enter something. I really think you got the talent like you could be on your way and um, But and Corey says something like Yeah, slap me some skin and it just gets weird and Eli's like I'd rather not
1: yeah, it gets weird because it, It doesn't just get weird for us. It gets weird for them like Eli Absolutely, like calls him out on the weirdness and it's great
0: and speaking of weird After that, we pan over to Mr. Feeney and Eric walking in, (laughs) and a thing that is never addressed again, Mr. Feeney says, stop dawdling, Mr. Matthews, and Eric is carrying a box of junk and says, I'm not dawdling, I'm not wearing any underwear.
1: What does that even mean? (laughs) And
0: and Mr. Feeney says, "Uh, that was more than I needed to know, and that never gets brought up again. I don't know why Eric wasn't wearing underwear.
1: Is that what you were thinking about for the rest of the episode?
0: I thought maybe there would be an explanation to it. I don't understand why he.
1: It was weird.
0: Also, why that meant he couldn't walk normal.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to know. I honestly, like, I just pretended that part didn't exist.
0: But Mr. Feeney says, you know, we got to get these, uh, or Eric starts talking about the junk that he's carrying, and uh, Mr. Feeney says, it's not junk, This is, these are old antiques, we're going to take him over to the antiques roadshow, or whatever the hell it's called in, in Boy Meets World.
1: Yeah, I never wrote it down. And They're going to get him appraised.
0: Yeah, he's going to go get it appraised. Sometimes you find out these old antiques are worth more, this is a box of stuff from his old aunt Fanny,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Eric is like, Fanny Feeney? He's like, don't go there.
1: But why? It's funny.
0: Uh, and Eric is like, well, this is fantastic, Mister Feeney. Like, we could do, we could go into business together. Your, your junk, my junk. I can see it now. Call it Eric and Sons.
1: They were really playing up the Eric's dumb in this yep. part. Um. So then we go to the trailer park. Yeah, we go to the trailer park and sean and Corey are walking up to a trailer and sean's just like this is my uncle's trailer he's gonna be the best one for us to talk to because he's like the most uh like willing to talk or whatever
0: he's the friendliest one Yeah, he's the
1: friendliest one that's what i was looking for Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he like knocks on the door and the guys and there's like a voice that yells out like nobody's home and um Corey was like, he's the most friendly one. And Sean's like, oh, I think that was my aunt. Yep. So then uh, he knocks again and you hear the voice yell again, like, I'm just a hermit who's collecting a pension. Leave me alone. And Sean's like, hey, it's your nephew, Sean. Like, open the door. And the guy bursts open and we've seen him before. Yeah, it's Uncle Mike. Yeah. He's the one who uh, fixed Mr... Mr. Turner's motorcycle.
0: And he's the one who delivered the steaks and everything from TK.
1: Oh, yeah. Is he really?
0: Yeah, we talked about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Or no, so we didn't talk about it. <laughs> no, what happened what a... is, is I think uh, John, I, I could be wrong. I think it was John. I think it was John Aspie on on Facebook pointed out after that episode, like Uncle Mike was the same guy who delivered for TK and we were like,
1: oh, we're so stupid. Well, we're... I was about to be stupid all over again.
0: Well, I fixed it.
1: Thank you for making me smart. Yep. Um, so he comes out and he's like, Sean, and, uh, then he's like, why does he have a camera?
0: You set me up, Sean.
1: And Sean's like, oh, hey, remember that thing we talked about? We're going to do this video for dad about his birthday. Like, this is my friend Corey. We're going to do this video.
0: And Corey's like, hey, Uncle Mike, how you doing?
1: Yeah, Uncle Mike has met him a lot.
0: And Uncle Mike goes, what do you know? And Corey said, nothing. And he goes,
1: well, then I'm doing great. <laughs> um... So then they he Sean's basically like all right get everybody together we've got to make this video and so Uncle Mike yells like all hunters come out and they're like we didn't do it it's just like a hundred voices throughout the trailer park yelling we didn't do it
0: and he goes our family motto and then so he goes we're all very excited to do this except for Grandpa Lewis he got picked up last week and Sean goes police and he goes. Tornado. <laughs>
1: um so then we start seeing like a couple things where people are talking to Chet about his birthday and um they do a scene where Chet's mom is standing there with her lawyer and they're like, And this is your mom. Uh
0: but the attorney is reading the a statement. Yeah,
1: the attorney is reading a statement And Sean is reading the statement. Oh, that's right. um, With the attorney present because she cannot, she is not allowed to talk at all. Um, And says, like, something like, happy birthday to my alleged son. And then at the bottom, it's just like, uh, nothing spoken here is fact or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like a whole disclosure. And then... Uh, Sean's like, Wow, I've never seen my family open up like this before. And Corey's like, Nobody is saying anything. And Sean's like, Yeah, well, you know, um
0: Uncle Uncle Mike says, Maybe the problem lies within you. And Corey says, Ah, oh, that's 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 some food for thought. And Uncle Mike looks at him strange and goes, I could take you.
1: Um So then they decide that they're going to make it easier for the family to talk. And they do the whole thing where it's like their faces are like the light is darkened over mm-hmm. their faces. You can't make out their faces and then their voices are all changed and they all say happy birthday.
0: Yeah. And um, so they get together after that. Uncle Mike puts his arm around Corey and he's like, ah, you you know what? You got a good friend here, Shawnee. And Sean goes, Uncle Mike, like he did back when mm-hmm. he tried to charge Uncle Mr. Turner too much.
1: Yep. And Uncle Mike has Corey's wallet.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? He dropped it. Um,
1: uh, he was... Ugh. <laughs> I, I didn't need to write notes about this part. I just said, I just want to stay positive so I'm not going to write my thoughts on it because this, it's too much.
0: Okay. So anyway, the family walks away and uh, they, they get ready to leave. The boys get ready to leave and uh, a a kid walks up with his like group of friends and Sean's like, Eddie, what are you doing? Get out of here. And Eddie's like, wow, look who's back at the trailer park. Well, uh, you're too good for us now
1: in your house. That's like built into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, And Sean just like, Hey, like leave us alone. And, and they're like, Oh, he's got a really nice camera. And the camera was just sitting on a tripod, like out in the middle of everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, he tells them to get lost and, and calls Corey like Corky Dorky or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corey goes, hey, and he goes, hey, what? And he goes, hey, where's the way out of the trailer park?
1: Um, in the end, like they leave after the little 11 year old intimidates him because mm-hmm. the little 11 year old is really the one that scares Corky Dorky.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the 11 the year old goes, I could take you. The same way that Uncle Mike did. And he
1: says, like, I could make you bark. Yeah, he did say that. Hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to the kitchen. No one's barking in the kitchen. Thanks, butt gang. (laughs) No one's barking in the kitchen. Eric is going through a lot of old stuff. He's going to try to sell it um and amy and alan are like what are you even doing and he's just like see this this picture of dogs playing poker i'll bet it's worth something and so they see an opportunity and they're like oh i'll bet there's some treasures in the attic in the garage
0: after amy very concernedly turns to alan and goes alan get the sharp things out of that box (laughs) (laughs) but yeah alan like amy tries to stop eric and alan like like, nudges Amy like, oh, no, like, we have so much of that stuff in the attic and in the the garage. And Eric's like, you, would you let me clean it out? And Amy's like, oh, yeah, I guess we'd let you.
1: <laughs> I guess we could do that.
0: And <laughs> they say, why do you want to do this? And he says, um, well, you know what? I was talking to Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney has goobles of stuff that he's going to take it to this appraiser to get appraised. And I said to myself, I said, Kyle, <laughs> and Amy, like, cuts him off. And she goes... Kyle and he said that's what I call myself when I'm talking to myself
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear that part the first time we watched this episode so the second time like 30 minutes ago when we were watching the episode again that part hit me as the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life it was
0: definitely the funniest moment of the episode and it wasn't even like the joke is funny but um well for, uh, Friedel Friedel yeah. for, I never remember anymore I thought I was right, and then he said it differently, and I felt dumb. But anyway, he just delivered it so perfectly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway,
0: uh, Sean and Corey walk through, and and Sean's carrying a box full of stuff that he picked up. And Eric is like, what are you doing with all that stuff? I'll give you $30 for for that Flamingo. And Sean's like, here. Here. And they walk out, and Sean, or Eric is like, ha,
1: suckers. Did that flamingo, blah, blah, blah. What? that flamingo, did that flamingo even have legs?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: <sighs> oh, Eric.
0: Oh, Eric. Anyways. Now we go back to Mr. Turner's.
1: We go back to Mr. Turner's where they are sitting on the couch. Corey and Sean are sitting on the couch watching the video um, to see how it went. And they're saying like, "Oh, this is so great! Like, my dad's gonna love this. We did a great job." Um, and Corey says like, "Sorry, I couldn't really do anything about the fact, or I couldn't do anything with this because of there's that guy Eddie in the background, and I didn't want to like interrupt anything or something like that." And um, he's like, "Ha! Look at Eddie carrying a computer. Who would have known that he was a closet nerd?" And Sean goes, "Um, or it doesn't belong to him." And Corey's just like, oh, you mean he stole that?" And Sean's like, yeah, that's what I mean. And Corey's like, ding, ding, ding. I could do my story on this. I can do both, basically. Have your video for your dad, and I've got the story for the competition. It's perfect. And Sean's like, don't you freaking dare!
0: Yeah, Sean starts to freak out, and Corey is like, come on, Sean. Like, this is perfect. This is this could win the award. First off, no, it couldn't. It's boring. Uh, but
1: um, for a kid thing, what what kind of stories are kids submitting? That wouldn't be boring for a kid's news competition. What kind of stories are kids breaking that would that would be boring?
0: I, I don't know. I think
1: I don't think that would be boring. He literally uncovered a ring of thieves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not boring. I
0: don't know. I think it's boring. But <laughs> I don't on. think there would be much of a story there. Like, that's all like you could you need to find something you could build a story out of. But anyway. It doesn't matter because Corey's talking about doing it, and Sean's freaking out, and Corey's like, um, "No, I'm sorry, this is my tape," and Sean's like, "Okay, fine, you want your tape back?" and just starts ripping out pieces of the the film. Mm-hmm. And Corey
1: is pissed. He leaves. Sean's like, "Well, guess I got that taken care of. It's whatever." And then the next time we see them,
0: they're in the hallway at school, and right. Sean is acting like nothing happened. Sean's like, "I talked to my dad again." Um, the dog ate out. Or
1: oh, he got to use the oval (laughs) toilet. Yeah. And Corey's like, "Why are you acting like you didn't rip my tape up yesterday?"
0: Yeah. He said, "The only thing I want to hear from you is an explanation."
1: Um. And Sean's just like, "What? Like it's done. It's over. It's whatever." And Corey's like, "No. Like that was my tape, and you ripped it up."
0: And Sean said, "Trust me, I was doing you a favor. You need to leave this alone." And Corey grabs him.
1: It was a really good fight scene.
0: All right. Corey grabs him and is, Sean's like, you better let go of me right now.
1: And they and, throw each other on the ground. Yeah,
0: Corey like pushes him and Sean pushes him back. And then they, uh, I think Sean slams Corey into the locker like spear style. And, and they then they fall back. into the ground. Like they they went for it.
1: Like this, it was it was a good fight scene.
0: <laughs> it was a good fight scene. But Mr. Turner and Eli like run out and break it up and they're like, <laughs> they grab each of them
1: and Eli's like Hunter Matthews did you guys know you were fighting each other
0: yeah um,
1: and Mr. Turner's pissed
0: Mr. Turner is pissed
1: he's a dad in this moment because they try like to point out why they were fighting and Mr. Turner's just like like Sean I don't want to hear it Um, and he's like dad angry
0: yeah and, and Corey he's like what would Possess you guys to act like this. And Corey goes, well, I'm a great newscaster and he's jealous. And Sean goes, the only thing I'm jealous of, or the only thing to be jealous of is that you can't do this. And like runs his hand through his hair. And Eli goes, hey, wait a second. (laughs) He's like, I can't do that either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Corey's like, I'm still going to make this. I'm still going to get this done. And Sean's like, are you sure you're really going to do this? And Mr. Feeney walks up and he's like, I don't think there's going to be time for that.
1: And Corey's just like, detention? And he's like, let's not call it detention. Let's call it Hooked on Feeney. And so then we go to detention.
0: Yep, cut the detention. And they get their detention done, and Mr. Corey is like, well, it was great. I would have, I would have enjoyed better company, but here we are. Um, I hope we can do it again sometime. And Mr. Feeney goes, okay, well, you have reservations for
1: tomorrow. And Corey is carrying all of his equipment at this moment. He's still just carrying this giant camera around and his tripod and everything. He just carries it all the time now. Yeah. Um, because he's a reporter. And Sean,
0: <laughs> Sean grabs him in the hallway and he's like, Corey, you're not really going, are you?
1: And Corey's like, "Uh, yes, I really am. And he leaves and Sean turns and throws his fist into the locker and Mr. Feeney is standing there. And he's like... <gasps> And he goes over and he throws his well, fist into the locker.
0: first he says, why did you do that? And he said, I'm frustrated. And he goes, does it help with frustration? And Sean said, yeah. So he walks over and he hits the locker himself. And like he walks away and makes a face like, ow.
1: Yeah, he hurt himself.
0: And Sean goes, why did you do that? And he goes, well, because I'm frustrated too.
1: Um, so Mr. Feeney starts to talk to Sean about, you know, friendship over, friendship versus family. Like... Um, and Sean's like, you really can't talk to me about this because you don't have any friends. Like, isn't family the most important thing? And Mr. Feeney is like, I don't have family here. I have my sister or something like that. But that's it. Most of the time when I do things outside of school, it's with a small group of friends that have become like my family. And Sean was like, what do you what am I supposed to do then?
0: And Mr. Feeney says, uh, be- because he says... Really, they don't matter to you. Like, it's it's all about blood. And Mr. Feeney says, uh, blood is not what makes people family. These guys have become my family. And sad face on Sean. Um, and, but then we cut back to the Matthew's Kitchen, where... Eric is walking down carrying boxes of stuff, and he's just like, <laughs> "God, you guys have been robbed!" And Amy like gets indignant at that point, and she's like, "Robbed? Excuse me, we've been meaning to do that, clean that stuff out for that years." That junk. Yeah.
1: And he lets out a loud burst of laughter that is—it
0: was, was—it was jarring. Uh, yeah, but it was clearly from the school of Joey. Like,
1: oh yeah. We haven't had a
0: Joey laugh in several episodes, so I feel like they were like, just make Eric do it. We miss it.
1: Yeah. That was a... I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. But he did a very good job of the Joey laugh. Yeah. Um, And he's like, uh, this isn't junk. This is treasure. You mean treasure? And they're like, um, okay.
0: And Alan's like, all right, we're going to go ahead and tell you this because you've finally cleaned everything out, but we just had you do this because we've been meaning to clean this stuff out. Uh, that whole thing is a scam. How much are they going to charge you to appraise everything? And he goes, yeah, $60. And Alan goes, yeah, they're just taking your money. None of this stuff is going to be worth anything. And Eric says, no, because I got $70 on my wallet. So if I give him 60 it's like I made $10. Um,
1: and Alan goes over and he's like, your treasures? Is is this macaroni painting your treasure?
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's where it ends. Yeah. But so it,
1: then we go to back to the trailer park mm-hmm. um, where Corey is like behind a bush and he's recording. at, and night. at night, and um, he sees like Eddie walking up to the trailer and he's like, all right guys, let's get these serial numbers off of here. He's, they're carrying equipment in and of course, like, Oh, this is really good stuff. And like tramples through the bushes really loud. And he's not that far away from them. And he's just like being super loud. And then when you see the camera pan up again, Eddie is right in front of them or in front of him. And, um, so Corey is caught and it's not good as it, Like, it shouldn't be. Like, he's very bad at what he was trying to do. And Eddie's just like, oh, cool. Like, you've got a camera here. And he, like, grabs the camera and throws it on the ground. He's just like, what are you even doing here? Um, And they start to beat him up. Like, he gets kicked and stuff. It hurt me by proxy. Like, I was very, very, very hurt by the fact that they were, like, kicking Corey around on the ground Um, but as he is being attacked, Sean drops down off the top of a trailer and he's like, you're going to stop now. And Eddie's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, you need to stop. And Eddie's just like, well, what are you going to do to stop me? And Sean goes, I'm going to call the police. And he's like, you would do that to me, your family? And Sean's like, yeah, I would. And he was like, you do that to your brother? And Sean's like... Yeah, I would. And basically, that ends the confrontation. And Eddie goes off. They leave. And Corey goes, Brother, what else are you hiding from me? Do you have a wife?
0: And kids?
1: He almost died. And all he can think about is the fact that Sean has a brother. Well,
0: that, like, he's used to people wanting to kill him, I guess. He's not used to Sean lying to him. Yeah. He kind of should be. But.
1: That wasn't a lie. He just didn't tell him that he has a half-brother.
0: He's not used to Sean keeping things from
1: him. Mm, Good point. But But I feel like Sean keeps a lot of his family life from Corey. Yeah, he really does. Because all of his family are criminals. Because why wouldn't they be considering where they live? I
0: don't know if that has anything to do with it.
1: They put a family of criminals into a trailer park.
0: That's true. I know that makes you very upset.
1: It's so upsetting.
0: I get where your upsetness comes from, but we've talked about it. Like, um, it is probably a bit of a stereotype, but it also, it also it is also just like um, easy writing, lazy writing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's easy to put them all together.
1: I mean, they could have put them in a neighborhood. That's true. Like, what they were doing was trying to portray them as trashy as possible, and that's that was the trope. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was common. It's just upsetting. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who are perfectly happy in their trailers that they decorate and make nice. Those are their homes. Mm-hmm. And and people are making their homes into a trope. Yeah. So that upsets me. But um, it probably didn't when I was a kid. I don't think I thought about it. But the whole, this whole episode, that's all it was. Was like, oh, look at the criminal family in the trailer park. It's dangerous.
0: Yeah, but so everybody walks away, and it's Corey and and Sean standing there, and um, Corey's like, so I guess that that makes sense now. Like you were just trying to protect your family, and Sean says, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess so. But you know what, Mr. Williams was right. You're a great reporter, and uh, he gives Corey the tape. And he's like, do with it what you will. And Corey's like, well, what about your family? And he says. I
1: thought Corey had the tape.
0: Maybe, but he goes to Sean, hand it to Sean, Sean or something. Sean picked
1: up the camera and was like, they broke your camera. And Corey goes, but I got the tape true, first.
0: True, true. But he goes to hand it to Sean. And Sean says, no, you keep it. Do with it what you want. Um, and Corey says, but what about your family? And he says, uh, Eddie's only blood. You're my family. Oh, now we go to the post credit scene.
1: <laughs> I'm going to throw this at you. Uh, uh, we're in the kitchen again.
0: We are back I in the really
1: kitchen. I really am glad that we were very much in just like
0: three spots.
1: Yes. Because it was
0: easier to write down when you didn't want to take notes.
1: Yes. Um, so we're in the kitchen um, and... Amy and Alan come into the kitchen and they're like, "Okay, so I was talking." Amy's like, "I was talking to your dad, who to Eric." They're talking to Eric. Yeah, um, she's like, "I was talking to your dad, and we decided that we're gonna pay you for cleaning the garage and the kitchen, or in the uh, attic." And he's like, "Oh, thanks, that's great." And she's like, "Here's sixty dollars." And-, and
0: well, and Alan says, "Oh, Amy, do you have any change? Because I don't. I need some twenties to give to Eric." And Eric goes, let me see if I can give you any change. And he um, pulls out
1: a hunk of $100 bills. Yeah, and he
0: goes, oh, no, I don't. I only have hundreds. And, they're, and like, they're
1: like, how many hundreds? And
0: he's like, well, you remember that stuff that I took in? Um, They decided they'd let me part with this mask for a cool $4,000.
1: I could really go for $4,000 right now.
0: Me, too.
1: Um, we need
0: to get some toilet paper.
1: We have some. We're good. <laughs> Um, and, and
0: but and Eric goes, it's four thousand dollars. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire.
1: And they're just like, wow. I guess it it worked out. But then uh, Mr. Feeney comes in and he's like, oh hey guys, uh, remember that box I asked you to store for me? Do you know where it is? And they're like, it's in the. Uh
0: garage.
1: And they realize what happened. And
0: he's and Eric's like looks up like wild eyed.
1: Because he's like, there's a kabuki mask in there that I wanna see how much they'll appraise it for. And Eric's like, How would you feel about five hundred dollars? And then Al- Alan's Alan just like, eh, eh, eh.
0: And Eric goes, Oh fine, just take it. And Mr. Feeney goes, Four thousand dollars? I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> And that was it. And that was it. We did it. We finished the episode very quickly again. I will point out. Now, at some point in this episode, and I think Tanya has forgotten about it already because we watched it twice. (gasps) What?
1: I have something to point out, too. Go ahead. Point it out. Eric's hair grew long again. that's
0: what I was going to say you didn't point out.
1: I have it written down. Okay. I I couldn't find the right spot to say it.
0: Um, While we're watching, Tanya was like, um... Last week, we just talked about how nice Eric's hair looked, and now it's long again, and I was like, well, you know they don't they don't always air the episodes in the order that they were recorded. She goes, oh, I guess you're right, so anyway, this episode was recorded uh before the grass is always greener, which was, that was like five like, episodes I was ago, to say, that
1: was a long time ago,
0: yeah, um." the the episode order here is crazy like i'm i'm i wish i had kind of like prepared this somewhat at all but like it goes in crazy order like my best friend's girl is the first episode and then what i meant to say was the next episode and then the double i is the next episode it just back and forth uh anyway so yeah it's it's interesting to see this to say the least um
1: I just thought he was like one of those Barbie dolls where you could like cut the hair and then pull the ponytail and the hair is long again.
0: (laughs) No. So next week's episode is the episode that actually was recorded after stormy weather. So...
1: Which was the one in which Eric's hair was shorter.
0: Yeah. So we should see short hair Eric.
1: Um, And maybe with the short hair comes a little bit more sense.
0: Mm, A little more sense. Mm -hmm. Like dollars and cents. Yeah. Um.
1: How would you feel about this episode?
0: It was fine. <laughs> it
1: was... <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. It was fine and yeah. you just throw your phone on the bed.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was It was an okay episode. It, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was amazing. There were enough parts that made me laugh. I thought Eric's story was actually funny mm-hmm. even though he was dumb, Eric. Uh, mostly because the acting was so good and Mr. Yeah. Feeney was so good with him. Um, And Amy and Alan's little bits were funny, and Mm -hmm. Eli and and Mr. Turner's bits were were funny. Uh, It wasn't like a. um, It wasn't an overly good or insightful episode. It seemed like it was trying to promote this deeper message, but it's not a message that was foreign to anybody.
1: Right, because already Sean has all of this family outside of his family. And maybe, like. There's a lot of things where this this should have been at, like, the beginning of the season. Right. Like, his dad just left, mm-hmm. and now they're celebrating his birthday, and he's still grappling with the fact that, like, he has this family. Mm-hmm. But now, like, Sean has a whole nother dad. He's got Corey over at his house all the time. He had a girlfriend last week.
0: Yeah, I I don't fault that part of it, because I do feel like things like that could bring... Bring feelings out that weren't there Mm -hmm. like it's his birthday now all of a sudden Sean is being reminded like oh yeah I've I've completely moved away from this life that I had
1: right it's my dad's birthday today
0: is it really yep wow I talked to him do you want to did you yeah do you want to record a video (laughs) no um wow when's the last time you talked to him
1: um like two years ago wow
0: Okay. Um, now I have f- normal questions for you that <laughs> probably aren't podcast <laughs> questions. So anyway, um, man, you talked to your dad, and then yesterday, like, I told my parents I love them, and they, like, my mom freaked out. Man. My- Quarantine
1: 2020. Quarantine 2020.
0: Yeah, my I was talking to somebody at work the other day, and... She talked about how she got a text from her dad that just said, like, I love you. And she freaked out because their family has never been like that. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, oh, my family is not like that at all. Like, my parents and, and my sister and I have never been like that. It's weird for us to say I love you, which um, here we are on a podcast and I'm saying it, I guess. But but I'm not like that. Like, I say it to to you, my wife, mm-hmm. and I say it to the kids and mm-hmm. it's... It's normal for me to say it. I say it to my friends. Like right. I'll say to my friends, like I love you, but I want to kill you. You know, mm-hmm. like but I'm, I make sure to say, I, like I care about you. Right. Um, but I don't say it to my parents, and they don't say it to me. So I said I was like, you know what? Why don't I be the one to break the cycle here at 36 years old? So I said it to my mom yesterday, and she was like,
1: <gasps> and then she said that something happened. About two weeks ago that made her realize that she doesn't say it to her kids. And I know what that thing is. I said, I love you to her. Oh, really? She got me a bracelet and I love it so much. Like it was just a sweet thing. She included me and she got them for the girls. Mm -hmm. She got them for Aubrey and Jade. And um, she got one for me, too. And she sent it with a card And it was just a really sweet thing. And I'd had a really bad day that day, like a really bad day. And it made me cry. Like I was so happy. And I texted her and I was like, thank you so much. Like this made my day. I love you. I'm so glad that you're my mother-in-law. That happened two weeks ago.
0: So that's, that was it. She started thinking about it from that point forward, but I was the one that said said it. So I also used that opportunity to say... So you've been thinking about it for two weeks and you still haven't said it? <laughs> like, you had to work up the courage? Um, anyway, let's uh, look back into my family life. I
1: will say, in my family, it is not difficult to say I love you. Mm-hmm. But the love is not completely there. In your family, the love is completely there. It's just difficult for you guys to say I love you. Right.
0: I've never questioned whether we love each other. So it's not like a, a thing where I'm like... They never said it. I never felt loved. Mm-hmm. That's, so it's not a thing that's ever right. really bothered me.
1: Yeah. I feel so much more love from your family that has trouble saying I love you than from my family who just like throws it out there constantly like, love you, love you, love you, love you.
0: But, and that's the thing. Like, my parents will like scream, I love you to my kids nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like, they tell all the kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just weird. I wonder what, what like causes that. I don't know. Anyway. Um, how'd you feel about the episode?
1: Um, it was a really weird thing for me because I remember this episode so vividly. I think I told you that the other day when we were watching it. Like, the moment it started, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the episode. Like, for some reason, I thought it was a Christmas episode that this happened in. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remembered this episode so much. So as a kid, I think there was a good message to it like watching it as a kid Mm -hmm. it was very very memorable and you remembered the fact that like he learned that he didn't need that blood as his family that he needed his these people who had surrounded him as his family but as an adult i'm like this wasn't even a very affecting episode and the trope is ridiculous and it wasn't even that well like planned out i guess there wasn't a lot of meat to it. It was just right. like, I don't know. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't great and it wasn't bad. Like, it was just there. It was an episode where as a kid, I think it was an important episode to me. And Sean is very good this episode.
0: Yeah, he's good.
1: Like, he becomes a better and better actor. And I start to see, like, why he was an important character, character to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. So that's nice.
0: Well, I, we've talked about it before. He's way better at acting like upset and emotional than he is at acting normal.
1: Right. He can't even really do like fun and carefree.
0: Right. So this is like his his yeah f- playing field. Yeah. Episodes about him and being upset about his family. Right. Um, but otherwise, I thought it was a good episode.
1: Yeah, it was fine.
0: I guess we don't have anything else to talk about.
1: I feel like I had started to, and then I was like, oh, I lost it. I can't remember. Oh, no. I know. It's going to
0: be a short episode.
1: How short is it? Like 45 oh, minutes? My.
0: Oh, my. <laughs> um.
1: And you have to cut a good bit of that out. I don't think so. I do.
0: Like, what do I have to cut I out? I don't
1: know. Like, when you were on your phone or when I, I don't know, we were talking about something. I don't know. Now, <laughs> now, this no. part now. This is staying. <laughs>
0: this is good content. This is you trying to call me out for stuff and having a hard time with it. Um, Anyway, yeah, so I just uh, want to say we love you guys. <laughs> you know, as long it's as you're really, not. It's really,
1: really easy for us to tell you that we love you.
0: Um, We appreciate everybody out there. We hope that you are staying safe Um, um, and responsible, like, I I think we've talked about it. There's a middle ground between panic and and non caring. Yeah. I think it's it's good to be in that middle ground there. You don't want to mm-hmm. constantly be panicking and find something fun to do, find something to focus on. Mm-hmm. Watch Boy Meets World with us. Join the Facebook group, talk about it with us, find our Twitter. What's their Twitter?
1: Uh at BMG and BMW.
0: Or you can email us.
1: At BMG and BMW at gmail dot com.
0: Um and just hang out with us or do you find find a game to play. Find Find me on Twitter at A.Bear, B-A-I-R, and ask me about what games you should play. I will tell you. I have answered that question for three different people today.
1: Find a book club on Facebook. Find, uh, find a YouTube channel somewhere that like makes you happy.
0: Ask Tanya on Twitter what cozy mysteries you should read.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm at bear
0: That's a whole thing. Just find us at BMG and BMW, and you'll find our Twitter handles in our um, our profile, whatever. Yep. What's that called? I'm bad at social media. Blurb. Our, it's our blurb. It's our blurb. It's our Twitter blurb. Yeah. Um, But now is the a great time for us to remember, like, there are times in, in the past where people have had to be apart, and it's so easy now to be apart. Mm-hmm. Like, we can... We have this window in to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Like, I was thinking about that with our kids. Like, um, our kids are being made to stay away from other kids. And people are like, well, I don't think my kids should have to be. And it's like, our kids want to be away from each other. Like, not each other. But... No,
1: they are all three in a tent right now in our backyard. But, but... Like, they don't want to be away from each other. It's very strange.
0: But, but they don't care if they're going out with their friends most of the time like
1: they have FaceTime. they have phones
0: and they have video games and they have other ways that they all communicate mm-hmm. and we do too we just we we need to yeah um make use of that at this point people in time. like
1: us are very good at isolating ourselves yeah we're um introverts it's time for us to start calling people and facetiming people and letting people know that we love them yeah and not because there's a pandemic but because like hey we can Right. And we should be. Right. It's just that now people are talking about it where they're like, "Oh, you know, let your loved one knows that your loved ones know that you love them." Okay, well, we should be doing that all the time.
0: Right. Yeah, so
1: So that's it, what we're going to go do now.
0: Yeah, we care about you guys. Um take it easy. Got have any fun.
1: Netflix recommendations for people? Me? Yeah. Uh I feel like you've been watching stuff lately.
0: I've only been watching one thing and I watch it in the background while I play games. There's an anime called O- it, uh, K-On. K mm-hmm. slash O-N. And it's just about this group of girls who are joined together to form like, form like a high school band. And I don't watch it watch it. So like I've seen the whole series now. And you don't know what I don't really happen. know what happens. I just know that it's fun because um, it's like it's down to earth mm-hmm. and they're just ridiculous things that happen between these friends. Um, But... Uh, I haven't really been watching anything else. I don't think.
1: Did you watch Better Things last night?
0: I watched some Better Things last night. I started um, Dave. Uh, Dave on Hulu. Um,
1: he th- loves Little Dicky.
0: I love Little Dicky. He's a fantastic rapper. Um, he is funny, but there are also times where he's just a really good rapper. His song, Russell Westbrook on a Farm, is one of my favorite rap songs ever because of just how long and well-written this metaphor is. It's just unbelievable. Uh, real quick, it's about Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, one of the best basketball players right now, and it's from the perspective of what if Russell Westbrook only grew up on a farm and never knew how good he was at basketball, and that he's... Um, using that to kind of say like that's like me you know i'm this kid who never wanted to be a rapper and now i'm trying it and all of a sudden i'm good at it like who knew that i would be this good but it also like it's just it's a great metaphor through the whole thing and it's intelligent but then he has a lot of songs that are just like penis jokes mm-hmm. and those aren't my my jam they're funny though sometimes yeah but his show is rough his show is funny but it's
1: uncomfortable. Little... I watched the first episode and it's uncomfortable.
0: And she didn't even get to the third episode because she fell asleep and that was so uncomfortable. I fell
1: asleep because I didn't want to watch it.
0: I don't that kind of stuff doesn't really like bother me, but there are times where I'm like, I don't want to see this much insight into someone's mm-hmm. sexual life. Yeah. Um so I don't know that I would recommend that. But better things is Pamela Adelon's show I on love FX. That show. Uh, it started play- playing, auto playing last night after Dave, and I couldn't sleep, and I ended up getting through like the first six episodes of Better Things. That
1: show is so good.
0: It's really great, and really heartfelt, and really down to earth, and.
1: If you've never watched Pamela Adlon in something, I didn't even know who she was until I started dating Alden, and I very, very quickly became a huge fan of hers. Well, she, she was, is so real and so good. Well, she's
0: great, and she's she's Bobby's voice in King of the Hill. But mm-hmm. so you'll recognize her voice before you recognize her because she wasn't in a lot of popular things before that. But then she was in California Cation, and she was great in that um and then she was pretty much inseparable with louis ck for a while and then Mm -hmm. he dropped off the face of the planet and she has continued yeah and then she has continued to push on uh but she was his wife in one movie or one show and then she Mm -hmm. was his girlfriend in another show and then she's got this show and she's just he
1: started this show yeah he did he is not he's not part of it anymore he's
0: not in the show but he helped produce it at the beginning and he is no longer producing it Mm -hmm. but It's so good at doing kind of what he did without the creepiness. Yes. Which is just kind of explaining things about life Mm -hmm. in a different way that people don't think about it. There's one in one of the early episodes. She has to get up and do like a mother daughter talk in front of the school. And she's just like uncomfortable. And you can see everybody like on their phones and like looking around like people do at a conference. And then she's just like she steps away from the microphone and she's just like, hey, who's on their period right now? And they all like look up uncomfortable and she's like, "It so she, it just, she goes to this whole thing about how strong women are. Like, do you understand what we go through and then what we have, have gone through and then what we will go through in the future when it's, you're not on your period anymore. Like we all go through so many things as women and we act like we can't get things done. Like, we can do anything. And it was so good.
1: So, yeah, better things on Hulu because all of FX shows are on Hulu right now. Yeah. Uh, Watch that. Also, I have a recommendation. Go. Find out what your public library's app is. Most public libraries, I think all of them at this point, have some type of app. I know Hoopla is a common one. There's a few different names for different apps that different states and counties use. Find out what app your county uses. If you don't have a library card, you can sign up for a library card on the app. Um, And it has movies, music, audiobooks. I'm canceling Audible. Um, It has... Uh, digital books. You can check out like 10 a month. It's incredible. And it's so good because going to the library right now would be a really, really unsmart thing to do. Um, but you can still use your public library during this time. And I just want to encourage everyone to do that. I'm like living for my Hoopla app right right now.
0: And there's so much you can read just from your phone. Yeah. Um, so spend your time reading literature.
1: And if you can't find something on your public library app, get Kindle Unlimited. Like there are so many authors who solely put their books on Kindle Unlimited and we can support them through this because like the economy is going through a rough time and a lot of people are losing a lot of money. And these authors are actually losing even more money because they can't do all of their events that they were supposed to be doing. And it's a big event time. So that's another good one is Kindle Unlimited.
0: Yep. So... Uh, We can get off our soapbox here, but uh, there's so much we can do right now to get through and get through smartly.
1: And happily.
0: Yes. Uh, And together.
1: Find things that give you hope and happiness. Yes.
0: Anyway, anything else you'd like to add before we go? Nope. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, We will see you next week when we are back in production order on Boy Meets World. (laughs) Uh, This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 3, Episode 17.
1: Class dismissed.